Society has a lot to say about what men are and what they should be. But what does God say about all of this? The Rock Podcast with Dennis is a place where discussions arise about fatherhood, the struggles of manhood, living a life of integrity, character building, which are all based off of biblical principles for practical application. So sit back and experience 30 minutes of The Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real talk with real men. This is Dinner with the Rock Podcast coming at you once again. Yeah. Coming back at you, y'all. Yes. Yes. Applause is due for a nice return to the podcast. So um, this is a good time for the new year to do this podcast because uh, I believe God puts some on my heart to talk to our brothers out there, sisters alike. I know a lot, a lot of sisters looking, listen to um, my podcast and it's, you're very welcome, <clears throat> but it's particularly for men, but I wanted to uh, get, I wanted to set this up because um, what I've noticed over the last, I say three to five years, you know, just period three to five years. I've, I've seen um, individuals leave the faith, uh, not personally, but hearing about it. Um, you have people, it's, it's been a, Big disconnection from the church, uh, from people in the church. <clears throat> a lot of people feel uh, they don't feel loved. They don't feel um, they don't feel loved. They don't feel um, you know a part of the community. Some of them feel alienated. Um, you know, of course, when you're alienated, then that's when the enemy comes in really hard at you because it's strength in numbers. I remember the Golden State Warriors when they won the championships. They said strength in numbers. And so, um, you know, you know, <clears throat> I, love, I love Steph Curry and those guys, but it's strength in numbers. You know, when the when a, when they when pray, when the, we have a predator out here and his name is the enemy, his name is Satan. And we know he's always after to steal, kill and destroy, like like Jesus said. But one thing about the enemy, he's always after alienated people. <clears throat> he's after people who are, you know, desolate. I mean, well, he's, he's after people who's. Who's uh by themselves and for themselves and fending for themselves, and they don't have anybody to help them and support them. And you notice when you see some of these wildlife shows, and you see, uh, you know, you see, you see this wild, you see wildlife shows, and you see, uh, you know, um, the the cheetah or the or the or the the lion there, they're trying to get you know get food. Uh, it's strengthening those numbers and those gazelles getting away because the gazelle they can get away when they can fight off the or get away from um the predator when they're all together but it's it's much more dangerous when you have um you have a you know you have prey sitting there by themselves they don't have nobody to fight for them and that's that makes them susceptible to the enemy or susceptible to pred to the predator to be eaten eaten alive and we know the bible says uh in first peter says the enemy comes in like comes around like a he comes around like a prowler, like a like a roaring lion. He comes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But the thing is, you're you're you know you can become devourable because when you become devourable, you are, uh, you know you are you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're a believer. You believe in Jesus Christ, you can become unde undevourable, where the enemy can't devour you. But we know that the enemy has caused us to be devoured in some areas in our life. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that this is a new year. 
2024 is a new year for the believer. And the the word that God wants me to give this year is this is going to be the year that the prodigal son returns home. Let me say it again. This is the year that the prodigal son returns home. And the prodigal son is a prodigal son, but because the prodigal went away, he got, you know, he wanted to get away from his father's house. And so as I read the story, it touches my heart because what happens is all of us have had our prodigal son moments. All of us want this. We see the world's pursuits and say, I want that. And we're kind of like that little kid looking outside and we thinking, oh, they look so happy looking at social media, looking at you know, looking, looking, we on the, we, we are in a safe place, but we look on the outside and we're saying they look like they, they like, they just look like they just having fun. But I'm telling you right now that that's not the case. And so, you know, in just reading about this, um, I'm going to read verse number. Let's go to, uh, John chapter 15, John chapter 15. And we're going to read verse number uh, 11. And it said, it said a certain man. Now, when you hear that word certain, that means this is a real story that Jesus is telling you about. It's not a parable. It's not a parable. It's a real story that Jesus is about to really express here. And it says, and a certain man had two, had, had two sons. Hold on. Let me go back. He had two, two sons. And it says, and the younger of them said to his father, father. Give me the portion of goods that, that falleth to me, and he divided them unto his, into his living, to them in, unto them living. So this is the thing. So he's asking for his inheritance early. Now, do you know for a child to ask for their inheritance? What are they saying? That's what they asking a living parent for their inheritance early. You know what you're saying? You're saying you're basically saying that that parents dared to you. They dead to you. You're saying basically they're dead, dead to you and you know you and the inheritance is, is to be left behind after a person passes away. This son asked for his stuff early. He was a younger. I believe in my heart. This is just what I believe. I believe the, the, the son was so skewed by his own life. His own, the own the, he was so consumed with himself that he didn't care about nobody but himself, of course. But he didn't care about nothing. He just wanted the money to to because he felt like the world can get him give him something better than what his father can get him in the in, a, in the house. And like I said, all of us have been through that. But particularly, I've been seeing that in the last two or three years, uh, three three to five years, that people they leave the faith because they they might have been hurt by ministry. Or they might have, they might have been, you know, might have been hurt, or they left because they they didn't get what they were supposed to get. But a lot of them lose hope. Some people lose hope in ministry, or some people may leave the ministry to go into another religion. I, I met one young lady a long time ago, and she actually left the faith to marry a Jehovah's Witness. Um, so she left who she was, who her 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 uh, her Christian faith to to marry a Jehovah's Witness. And so, you know, there's there's differences of 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 uh, doctrine. And, you know, I know one one doctrinal point is um with Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't they believe in 144,000 and believe only only so many going to be people going to make it, but that's not it's not talking about 144,000 believers. It's talking about it's talking about 144,000 Men that in the book of Revelation said there are men that have not been touched by a woman. That means they're going to be virgins. And there are, are 12,000 men from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, and they're going to preach the gospel. You know, that's what it talks about. So it's not talking about 144,000. But I'm just, that, I'm just saying it's not talking about 144,000 in terms of that. But she left her faith to follow and marry her husband and Jehovah's Witnesses. So people leave their, re, people leave 
for different reasons uh, because they they want they they there is, is something missing. There's is something missing there. It's something that they're missing in the in, in where they at to make them feel like they're well put like this. It's a FOMO attitude. It's a FOMO. It's a, it's a FOMO attitude. You know, fear of missing out. But I'm here to tell you that the world has nothing to offer you. Let me say that again. The world has nothing to offer you. Now, people say, I want to go explore the world. Yeah, I get that. You want to travel. But the worldly, the world system, the worldly system has nothing to offer you. The Bible says in first uh, John chapter, I think, I believe chapter two, verses uh, 14 through 16 or 15 and 16. It says it says it's three things that it's three things that's in the world. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. You hear me talk about this all the time, and I talk about it in terms of, you know, that's the world system because in the world system, it's all based on um, what can I get out of it. It's all about me, 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 me. It's all about what satisfies me, what what makes me feel good. It talks about, you know, it's all about what makes me feel good. Lust of the eyes, I mean, you see it, you want it, I got to have it. Lust of the flesh, like it feel good, I want it, I really want it. Pride of life said, I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and I'm going to do it my way. You know what I'm saying? I always tell my kids that Frank Sinatra song, that's some of the most, that's that's a very, very selfish song because he said, I did it my way. And I understand in the sense where you, you go after things you want, to get after things, but that song you did it my way is like, what about doing it God's way? You know? And so that's the thing that that's the pride of life. I want to do things my way. That's a humanistic mindset. And the Bible says, whoever operates and takes on this mindset, that love of the father is not in him. Cause the love of the father is unconditional. Love is unselfishness is altruism is that means unselfish. And it means a person who serves, you know what I'm saying? They love, they, they, they they love, they're altruistic and they serve. So when you that's those those are three kingdom things that people do. That's the that's the the, the, king, the kingdom of God operate is full of, is full of God's love, unconditional love. Not accepting any, you're not receiving anything back. You're not looking for anything back. But then it says, "I serve, I serve." You're there to serve. You know, the greatest among you should be called servants. Jesus says. Then it says, "You're you're altruistic. You're unselfish. You're not looking to you're not looking to get something." From something you're trying to get something to somebody, you're gonna get blessed because the Bible says you reap what you sow. But the mind of a heart, the 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 in the kingdom of God, we're always looking to get something, get something to somebody as opposed to getting something from somebody. Amen. So I wanted to dig deep into this because he's he wanted his inheritance early. So he he basically kind of his dad did. How many times have we just gave up on God and said, you know what? Give me my stuff and I just leave, I just leave this faith, this thing that hasn't that hasn't been working for me. Oh, I leave this church because this church is, did this to me. Oh, I leave my, my my marriage because it's not doing what I'm supposed to do. It's irreconcilable differences. I just don't believe that's possible for somebody to irreconcilable be just leave each other because you don't get along. You gotta get along. You gotta go along and get along. And what I mean by that is, if you are in covenant with somebody that you love, unconditional love, as well as being altruistic, as well as serving, you won't have a problem in marriage. You don't have you won't have a problem in your marriage because you're there. You're doing those three things. You're there to you're there to, to to love them unconditionally, despite what they say, despite how they act, and you're working together with that person. It's a partnership. It's a working together with God, and it's with it's just the two. It's the two. It's the man and the woman, and it's also that's Mary, and it's it's the Holy Spirit that empowers you to do good in that marriage. So anyway, let's talk about the prodigal son. I'm, I'm getting a little giddy on here. So the prodigal son, it talks about, it says, and, and, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country 
there he wasted his substance with riotous living. So he was partying. He was getting his, he was getting this, this party. He's getting this freak on. He was partying up some stuff. He was, he was, he was partying up some stuff. He was just, he was just carousing. He was having a good life out there, getting his drink on, man. You know, having sex, man. You know, just out there partying. He spent all of his money up, all of his inheritance up, because he, he got, he got caught up in the life. How many times have you seen people get up and get up, get caught up in the life of things? I mean, you know, you got people, man, that, that's in these videos and, you know, these rap videos, not only rap videos, but just these, these, these uh, music videos and they drinking, they smoking and they, they seem like that's a life that's worth living, you know, but, but, but you, you soon, you soon realize ain't nothing but a highlight reel, ain't nothing but a front because when you're drinking and you're doing all those things, it's, it's drowning away the problem that you're having and only God can feel that, that God size hole that you're feeling, right? So it says, it says, that he had right to living. And he says, and when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in that land. So not only did he lose everything, a famine hit it, uh, uh, um, what they call it, um, um, recession hit, recession hit. So not only did you lose everything, but recession hit and it caused more of a problem for this, for the prodigal son. And then watch this. It says, it says this, it says in Atlanta, he began to be in want. So he began to be in want once he lost everything. Watch this. He lost. Then he got, he didn't, he, then he, then he had famine that hit him. And he, he realized he started needing to be in want. So watch this. It says, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him unto uh, his fields to, to feed swine. So he went from being in his father's house, set up, doing well, but he's, his curiosity his lust of the eyes, lust of flesh, fire of life, got the best of him. He went and went after worldly pursuits. Then he got he then he started drinking. He drunk. He spent all his money away, blew it all on strippers and all this stuff in the club. And then, hey, just kick it real long. That's just how it that's riotous living. Then he did all this stuff. Then turn around, he began to be in want. He hit, hit rock bottom. Then he went to feed the swine. He that's his job was to feed swine, y'all. And the swine, and then the Bible says, it says, and and we went and would fain have fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. He ate with the swine. He not only fed the swine, but he ate what they ate. He went from eating the finest food in the house to eating crap that the, that the, that the swine ate. And I'm telling you, pigs eat some of the, they some of the nastiest eating things. Some of the as eating animals, they some of the nastiest eating animals, boy. They eat, 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 pigs eat anything. So swine. And it says, and it says, and when he came to himself, he keep it. The light came on when he hit that light, that light, when he hit rock bottom, the light came on the Bible. The Bible says he came to himself and it says, and he said, how many higher servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. So he already had a mentality that he messed up. He already had a condemnation mindset saying, you know what? I'd rather be a higher servant. Long as I get back in there. How can I get back as a higher servant in my dad's house? But watch this guy has something greater. And it says, and it says, and he became, and he came to himself and he, he says, and when I, when, he said, I will arise and I will go. I will, he said, I will arise. This is verse number 18, chapter, chapter 12, chapter 15, sorry, verse 18. I will arise and go to my house, go to my father. And I will say unto my father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. So, so what I like about this is he, he, he said I would do it, but he was willing to confess to his father his sin. 
that's all we got to do, y'all. That's what we have to do. That's what's going to happen in this year. It's going to be a lot of people coming back. It's going to be a lot of people coming back to the faith because if they looked at in their world, they was out there and they said, the world had nothing to offer me. I underestimated or I overestimated what the, what the world can do for me as opposed to what God can do for me. Sometimes, 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 sometimes the, the Bible says, well, I can say sometimes, the Bible says, wide is the road to destruction, but narrow is the road to, to, uh, to righteousness. So you got to realize when you are, when you are in, when you are in the kingdom of God, it's going to, it's not going to always make sense why you do things. God wants you things to not hurt you. I tell my kids all the time, we put, we put bondages around you to protect you from mess. But you you don't have to use the boundaries as a prison. We use it as a boundary to protect you from the evils of this world. So you got to realize when a prodigal son asked for my his dad's inheritance, he said, "You know, forget what dad taught me. I want to do what I want to do." And that's the problem. You can't do what you want to do. When you do what you want to do, you, we get in trouble. We get in a lot of trouble. We cause a lot of catastrophe that not only affects us but affects our families. And so. The, the, the year that the prodigal son comes back, he come, he's going to that prodigal son is going to come to himself and say, you know what? I can't do this without God. I need him. So watch this. I like this. I love it. And it says in, in, in verse 19, it says, and no and I'm no more worthy to be to 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 be called the son. Make me as one of thy higher servants. So what did, what did he do? He said, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'm telling you, fam. Open you open your heart up to the prostitute. Open your your heart up to the to the to the to the confused person. Open your your heart up to the gay person. Open your heart up to them because they're coming back. Open you 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 open your heart up to the to the murderer. Open your heart up to you know people who have sinned and came came away from God and they they say you know what I realized the error of my ways. I'm going to repent to my father. Come back. Don't turn those people away. Don't turn them away. We did love them. Of course, there we do. We, we hold them accountable, but we love them and we we cause them to be the, to, to walk in the deliverance. Walking in your deliverance means you're delivered from the sin that you are dealing with. Whether it's same sex attraction or you, you're dealing with porn addiction or maybe you did kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a hard pill to swallow. You might have might have molested a child. That's one of my that's one of my pet peeves right there. I'm like, Lord, that's when you cross the line. But man, God, His mercy runs so deep that He forgives everybody, including the including the, the person who molested a child. Now you don't put you don't sit back and put the person in the children's church if you they deliver. You don't do that. That's one that's one thing you don't do. But if they're living, they deserve a chance like everybody else. Now I have zero tolerance for that. But you don't put them in the midst of children or not around your own kids. Cause they still been delivered, but at the same time, we had to love people, the prostitute, the pimp, the girl who sold her body to get, to get food for, for her children, the woman who, you know, the, the, the drug user, the meth user, the, the crack, crack, the crack, uh, the crack user, you know what I'm saying? They, they deserve a second chance like everybody else. So watch this. And it says, and then the father, then he said he, he arose and came to his father and went. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. His father recognized his son from afar. That's 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 some that is powerful. God recognizes you even though you're way off. He sees you. You may be a way off, but God said that's still that's still Dennis. I, that's my son. God God seen I, I seen him a way off. I see Dennis a way off. I see 
John. I see, you know, Ron. I see, I see Josh. I see those people way, way off. I see him way off. And it says, watch this. It says, and his father saw, father saw him and had compassion. Stop right there. That that blessed me right there about dealing with my own kids. I told my kids a long time ago, I said, it's nothing you can do to cause me not to love you any less. I love you no matter what. You make you gonna make decisions in your life I don't agree with, but I'm always gonna love you and have your back. <clears throat> but he says he had compassion on him, right? And it says, he says, he and it says, and ran, he fell on his neck and kissed him. He kissed his son. His son probably thought, I didn't mess up. I didn't ask for my heritage early. I didn't have all this right to live. And his father never gave up on him. Father prayed for him. And then watch this. It says, but the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put on. Wait, let me go back. It says, verse 21, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and thy sight, and, and, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Don't ever feel like you're out of position as a son. You might have known Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't ever, don't ever forget that you're still a son. Now, you don't, the only way that happens is if you reject Jesus. But even when you reject Jesus, you come back and say, you know, I'm back here. God will always embrace you and love you. You're, you're going to be a son. You come back as a son and he he will put you in that same position that you were before you left. Again, you don't, you don't put people in certain situations, but as far as your sonship, that's something you don't you don't you, you don't lose. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or change of mind. God don't change his mind. Men do, but God doesn't. God don't change his mind based on who your what your position is. Even if you committed a crime of the land or did something did something that that did something you 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 can't you you done something that's ungodly or just out of character. God still loves you no matter what. The shame that you feel for what you did, let it go. Let it let 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 God give it to God and God will restore you and make you whole. So it says, it says watch this. It says watch this. It says the father said to him, said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put it a ring on his his hand and shoes on his feet. He's restoring him back to what he was before he left. That's restoration. That's restoration. And that comes from a father's love and compassion for a son. That's good stuff right there, y'all. Let's keep going. And it says, I bring I bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. He said, watch this. He said, for my son was dead and is alive again. He, he, was, he was lost and is found and they began to be merry. He said, my son was dead. That means that was, the son, he said the son was dead because he went away and he went to the rise of living. He was a dead man, righteous, as far as his, being a person that pulled away from the faith, that disconnected himself from the faith. He was dead spiritually. He was dead in, in terms of his his um his 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 connection with Christ. He was dead. But then God's but but the, but he said he's now alive because he's connected back to the divine. You think about it in John chapter 15 it talks about um you know, when you stay, when you, you got to stay connected to the vine and when the vine is disconnected, then the vine, you know, have no power. You can't do nothing. You die. You, you know, you take a vine away from this. You take, you take some, a, a leaf or something like that from a flower. It's going to die because it's not connected to the, to the, to the stem of that flower to get the life that it needs. And that's how it is. When we disconnect from God, we die in every area and our hearts become, heart becomes dark. We become worldly. And the world makes our heart dark, and then we, therefore, we we disconnected from God. But once you return, when you rededicate yourself back to God, God 
will make you alive and he will restore you and bless you as if you never sinned before. He, the Bible says he'll forgive your sins as far as east from the west. He forgive. He'll throw your, your son, your, your, your sin in the sea of forgetfulness. That's not scripture, but I'm just saying that. But that's what he'll do. He forget. Don't hold that. Don't, don't allow that shame to be over your head. Return back to God. He wants you back. He's always there. I got a picture um, that one of my one of my brothers gave me, and it was um, it was a picture of a, a a a dirty dirty lamb in a in a remote area. In a, I think they were in a, some kind of jungle or something like that, or some kind of remote area. And so it was it was it was filthy. It was dirty. It was filthy. It was all messed up. But then in the background, what blew my mind? You seen a man running after that? That he was he was running after that lamb. It was like fading off in the background, and you seen a man running towards that, running towards that, 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 uh, that, that lamb, and that that man was Jesus. You could see him run. You could see the urgency in his face to get back to get his lamb. You know what I'm saying? And that's how God, God is always. The Bible says He'll leave the 99 to go after the one. People say, "Well, why did He leave the 99?" He know the nine, the 99 was in 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 in, uh, in God's. He was in, he was in the sheepfold, but that 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 one that he knows ninety nine will say, but he said he'll go after the ninety nine. He'll go after the one to leave ninety nine. The ninety nine, the ninety nine, that one is just important. It's ninety nine. That's what we got to stop doing, is <clears throat> is writing people off and saying they're not worthy because of their sin. When God said they're more worthy in that moment because that's still my son, that's still my daughter. The return of the prodigal son, the return that that prodigal son shall return home. This year, 2024, you're going to see people return back to the faith. And on my prayers that they, they get back restored and the church don't reject them. Watch this. This 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 what I want. This this what I don't want to happen. Now, watch this. Uh, let's go to verse number 25. Now, the elder son, now the elder son represents self, self-righteous, self-righteous Christian. And it says, was in the field and he and, and as and as he came and drew not drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. There it is. He getting he getting jealous, and he called one of the servants and asked, "What what 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 is these things meant?" And he said unto to, to, to them, the brother, your your brother is is come, and the father has killed the fatted calf, and because he has received him safe and sound, now he gets angry, right? He gets angry and says, "I would not go. I would not go in." Therefore, uh, the father came out and and, and and entreated to him, came to him, and he says he was answering and said, to "His father." These, these now, now, now the the son has been gone all these years. The son has been getting all the blessings and everything that comes with the father. That father's still grieving for that one child that was gone. I'm telling you one thing about it. We need to grieve for the people that are out there. These people have disconnected the faith. Some people get selfish with they with their ministries and, and stuff like that, or just selfish with their stuff, and they forget people. It's people out here who have left the faith because they've been hurt by the church or they've been hurt in life, period, and they don't know what what to do to get back. We as the church, we're here to bring to this to be that bridge, to be that gatekeeper, to bring them back. We got this thing in our small group called it's called pack the gate. We say, let's go, let's go pack these gates, meaning we need to get these people inside the gate and get them back restored to God getting connected to God. Right. And it says, now he gets angry. He said, he says, and he answered to his father, many years I've served you and neither trans and transgress neither, neither trans. He's telling you, I ain't never, I ain't never committed no sin. I ain't never did anything. And it says, now he said in, in any time and, and follow your commandments yet, you never gave me as a child. You never, never gave me, a, gave me a kid. Now you never, you did. You never cut, you never 
did a, a fatty calf for me that I might be married with my friends. Now, he's making it about him. It's not about him. It's about restoration to his son, his brother. But as soon as the, the son was come, which has devoured living, sorry, mentioned all his sin, all with living with, uh, with, with harlots, and, and you kill him, a fatty calf. I like what the father said right here. He said, son, you, you, you've been with me. And you and you and you all I ha and all I have, all that I have is yours. And it says it was meet that we should make merry. It should we it, it was wait, we, we need to make we need to be merry and be glad. Because why? Your brother was dead and he's alive again and was lost and now was found. Let's celebrate the people that come back. The and it's, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an unfair exchange because what God to do is we're we're blessed living in the house and doing well and doing well in the kingdom. God would take that person who was who lived in the street, lived 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 like live like crazy out in the world, just doing crazy stuff. And that person makes a decision to come to Christ. That person sometimes will exceed and and, and catapult towards us, catapult past us. He catapult past us because because God wants him so bad. God will show him the goodness of God greater. To that unbelieving or that, that that prodigal son, so they can that person get back connected real fast. So guess what? We're already walking in the blessing. We already established. God wants that person back so bad. He'd do extra, exceedingly abundantly, but we can even ask a thing to make that person come back to the faith a little faster or a little, a little stronger. You know what I'm saying? So that that prodigal son, that that one that was in the house, that represents the self righteousness that we all have, which we should not do, right? And as a result, we need to be open. We need to be we need to have our heart open to the people that's coming back. Because watch this, y'all. The prodigal son is coming home and we need not to fold our arms, but we need to open our arms and receive these. We receive the, the sons and daughters that God is going to have come back in our fold and come back in the vengeance. Praise God. Let's do it, y'all. 2024, the new year for the prodigal son to come back to the father in abundance in the church, whether it's in the church, whether it's, you know, on your job, whether it's anywhere else, the prodigal son is coming back to the sheepfold, baby. Amen. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed this, this episode. Happy new year to you. May this be the best year yet, the return of the prodigal son. But this is Dennis with the Raw Podcast signing off. God bless you and may he keep you. We hope you enjoyed this last episode of The Rock Podcast with Dennis, Real Talk with Real Men. Would you like to stay connected with Dennis? Here are his social handles. IG, it is DC3Rising, and Facebook, Dennis Crawford III. We hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that you will be back. God bless.